This Jesus, whom you crucified, God has raised from the dead. Of this we are witnesses. That line from St. Peter in the Acts of the Apostles is such a powerful line. And I think sometimes when we read, especially because it's the first reading, we kind of just gloss right past it. St. Peter is giving probably the most important sermon after the Sermon on the Mount. He's giving us this powerful sermon about what happened. Were you there? I don't think any of you are old enough to have been there. Close, maybe, but sometimes we may feel that we're that old, but no. Were you there is such a powerful question for us to ask ourselves right now. We do it so well during Lent and especially in Holy Week. We ask, were you there when they crucified him? Were you among the people who saw all this? But the fact of the matter is Jesus is risen. Not bad over there. This side. He is truly risen. This is our proclamation. This is what St. Peter just did. He stood in the midst of all the people, all the leaders, all of those who had witnessed what had happened and said to them, it's not over, folks. It's not over. Now, we have to say to ourselves, what is really going on? Think about these past three weeks. Think about what we've been reading. It seems that each week we have this gap. I don't know if you've noticed it. That first week, Peter and John run, and John runs faster. He had to make sure he was clear about that because he was the younger one. He gets the first but doesn't go in. Both peer in. Both don't see his body there. And both still don't get it. You ever think about that a little bit? They, they looked in. They saw the empty tomb. They were there. They were witnesses. He just said that. We were witnesses to this. But something was still lacking. Then last week, I loved the reading last week, good old St. Thomas. There were all the disciples gathered together. Poor Thomas. He was the left out. He was the one, for whatever reason, was not there. And they're probably all saying to him, were you there, Thomas? You weren't. You have to believe us. You have to trust us. And what is Thomas? He was so incredulous. Now, Jesus had been predicting this. Jesus had been talking about this. Jesus had been saying this is going to happen now for his entire ministry. I mean, he even took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain, was transfigured, and said, get ready for it, because it's coming. And when it happened, they still weren't sure what was going on. You ever feel like that sometimes? A little displaced, maybe a little out of character. Maybe you feel like the one, like Thomas last week, why wasn't I the one he appeared to? Why wasn't I the one? Were you there? Keep asking yourself that question because in many ways you're going to have to grapple with that because physically we weren't there in the upper room last week. We weren't one of these two disciples walking down the street. And yet again, the dull disciples, let's face it, Cleopas and whoever he was with are dull. There's Jesus. I mean, did you catch the irony that Luke is giving? How ironic there's Jesus, and he's the one that says to him, well, what happened? Like, he doesn't know. And, and the two of them just look at him, like, incredulously, like, what are you, you were there, weren't you? You had to be there. Everybody was there. Everybody saw what happened. How dull they were to not even recognize who it was walking with them. Someone that in this life they knew very, very well. 
someone they had been following, someone they'd been paying attention to, someone that had done miracles and changed the world. And there they were looking downcast. They were dull. Or better yet, the word I want to use today is they were disillusioned. They were disillusioned. If you recall, all during Lent, we were focusing on the book by Dr. Bob Schutz, and we were talking about those core wounds that people have, those core wounds that the devil loves to play with in us, those wounds of rejection, abandonment, those wounds that are so deep within our souls that they paralyze us sometimes. We have to ask ourselves the question, what was going on with Peter and John on Easter Sunday morning? They should have known, they should have seen, they should have believed, they sh their faith should have set them on fire right in that moment, it didn't. What happened with Thomas last week? Why couldn't he believe his buddies? Why does he have to be so adamant to say, I have to touch it myself? And what is with us sometimes, where our faith is such that we'll only go so far, but no further because something holds us back. The devil knows your wound better than you know it. And he knows how to play that wound against you like you wouldn't believe. And so whatever the wound is, he'll keep picking at it on you and picking at it to keep you in your place. Until, of course, the Holy Spirit overshadows us. Until, of course, the day of Pentecost. See, the readings that we're getting right now from Acts of the Apostles and that we'll get all throughout Easter until we go to the last week are post-Pentecost. What does the Holy Spirit send to us to do? Why was the Holy Spirit? We were told last week. Do you remember why, why Jesus said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit? For healing. For the forgiveness of sins. That which you hold bound will be bound. That which you loosed will be loosed. It was for the healing. So were you there on Pentecost? Well, maybe not that Pentecost, but the Holy Spirit has come upon you has been given to you through the sacraments. The Holy Spirit has been conferred on those who have received confirmation. The power of the Holy Spirit was to take those wounds out and heal them so that we could be disciples of Jesus Christ. Now we all say, oh yeah, I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ until we cross the threshold of this building. And once we get back out into the culture, once we get back out into society, all of a sudden, no, we'll operate by society's rules. We won't proclaim Jesus Christ risen from the dead. We won't tell people that they need to change. It won't, we won't say anything at all about what it truly means to be a follower of Jesus Christ until we get back here again next week. We see all our friends that we know are Catholic and we start talking Catholic things again. No, we have to be witnesses in this world. We have to truly be witnesses in this world. Maybe you weren't physically there, but look what happened in today's reading, especially in today's gospel. Lest you miss it, Luke's irony is so beautiful because their hearts started to burn within them. You ever have one of those moments in prayer? You're praying, you're maybe reading the scriptures, you're just spending a little time, and all of a sudden just something is welling up within you, and you start to feel that excitement a little bit, and, and you start to feel that urge a little bit of the Spirit coming upon you, and then all of a sudden you pull back again because, you're, oh, no, 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 I can't let that happen. I have to hold on to my Achilles heel. I have to hold on to my wound. I have to back away from what is most and truly important. You know, my dear brothers and sisters, 
The hour is now. You are there. You don't have to go back in time. You don't need to have, you know, like back to the future kind of thing where you get in your DeLorean and all of a sudden you appear in the year 33 and you get to witness it with your own eyes. As much as I would love to be able to do that. Wouldn't you love to be able to do that? Just with your own eyes, just at like the same time as can I just? No, you don't have to do that. You are there. The disciples recognized him in the breaking of the bread. If you haven't heard that passage before and heard it for the first time today, you have to, as a Catholic, recognize we're talking about the Eucharist. Jesus himself breaking the bread and boom, I get it. I know who you are. How did I miss it? We were walking for seven miles. How did I not figure this out till now? And that's because they were witnesses to these things. And their witness, my dear brothers and sisters, is a powerful witness because we're here today. You are there. The risen Lord Jesus is right here in this church. The risen Lord Jesus is going to send his Holy Spirit upon you yet again. The risen Lord Jesus is here. But don't let your eyes be prevented from seeing him. Don't let your eyes be clouded with wounds and hurts. Don't allow the stuff of this life, the things of this life, to prevent you from seeing beyond so that you can see the Lord walking in our midst. He is here. He is here in the Eucharist. He is here in his word that we heard. He is here in the sacramental presence of the priesthood. He is here in the presence of the sacramental people of God. He is truly here right now. And so don't look back at the scriptures and say, oh, if only I could have been with Thomas and get to probe the nail marks. Oh, if only I could have been walking on that road with those disciples, I would have seen him. If only you see him here right now. Were you there? Yes, you are there right now. And so with great joy, we proclaim Jesus Christ risen from the dead. With great joy, we tell the world Jesus is risen. Still this side is a little weak. He is truly risen, and that should set us on fire in and of itself. Of this, we are witnesses. And if you are not a witness, then you are not living your Catholicism. Become a witness of the resurrection by the way you go forth from here. When you cross the threshold of this building, don't just think that you have to be Catholic here. You have to be Catholic everywhere. And so like St. Peter, don't be afraid to stand up and proclaim the resurrection. Don't be afraid to say, of this we are witnesses and we truly believe because faith never disappoints. And so I hope you're following the Acts of the Apostles this, this Easter. I hope you're going to walk the journey with the Acts, with all the Apostles, with all the, the miracles that continue to happen even after his death and resurrection. For miracles do happen and they're still happening. Why? Because Jesus really is here with us. He has never left us and never will. Open your eyes of faith and you will see him. God bless you.